Twiggy, Twiggy, Twiggy. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. How you doing, Drake? I'm doing pretty good. Um, it's been a long day and a long and rough week, but I'm doing pretty good. Me and Bean are sitting here. Going to get back to Grey's Anatomy tonight. Tonight is like a checkout. Uh-huh. <laughs> check in my shows oh coinky dink but yeah <laughs> that's what right. we're doing. i love it i'm good i'm exhausted but i'm good i'm i'm feeling good feeling fine hey y'all i'm mark and i'm deesh and this is two twigs in a pod <laughs> right <laughs> welcome back 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 this is episode seven we've been enjoying the ride yeah this is our weekly catch-up where we talk about you know life love art society and anything else we feel like talking about um exactly and today's episode we talk about taking time to check in with everything going on in the world around us, what does that mean and how does it serve us? Mm, yes, checking in is so, so, so important. I forget all the time. Yeah. yeah. And we talk so much about self-care and I feel like one thing that I realized is I have this like grand morning routine, but it's hard to kind of take that throughout the day you know I feel so good in the morning and by the afternoon and definitely into the evening Mm -hmm. I realize like my energy or my mood or you know like my heart capacity has kind of like Mm. lessened and so you know I think it's so important to check in and then there are so many ways to check in checking in with ourselves checking in with our loved ones checking in with our friends and family I mean any any and everyone that's important to us, you know, I think that there could be a concerted, a concerted effort to um, check in. But today my check-in was like about myself and um, it was, it was a profound realization. (laughs) Important. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel the same. Like I wake up and I'm like, I have like a list of things I'm planning on doing and like, I'm super inspired and I have like goals for the day and I get so easily distracted and then I like either forget to do half the things I want to do, or I know I have to do them and get them done. Or like, I want to get them done, but then I slowly just start to drift away from them. And I'm like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then tomorrow becomes yeah. the next day, the next day. Yeah. So another check-in could just be like checking in with our goals and, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe you won't get everything done, but if you check off like two or three things like first of all you gather this momentum like accomplishing one thing you're like all right let me just do these two okay this task is a little annoying but it might only take me 20 minutes and then you know you have more to check off so I think yeah like checking in with yourself with your emotional um spirit and health checking Mm -hmm. in with your goals checking in with your partner I just think it's something that can be such a major shift in how we um go about our day, go about our lives and something that can bring us great um, fulfillment. Absolutely. Today, I was meditating. I was like, I have so much going on, you know, as I told you, I'm gathering my birth team and um, like p- planning this baby shower with you. And it just seems like there's so much going on. And I've been going, going, going last week with the residency and then with traveling a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, how do you feel? You know, like as I was trying to meditate, I I could, it felt like impossible to stop my thoughts. And I was like, well, let's do an internal check-in. Like, how do you feel? And instead of trying to come up with the answer, I was trying to just like ask my heart that question and let my heart speak to me and whatever, you know, the answers will come. And I realized like, I don't do that enough. You know, like we go into meditation with these goals or we go into the day with these goals. And it's like, how do we check in Mm -hmm. with ourselves and just say, you know, Khadijah, how are you feeling? How are you processing all of these things that you're, you're going for or trying to achieve? 
Um, and that just like asking that one question kind of shifted my entire practice because then I felt like it was really about me. There wasn't this goal right. of I'm going to meditate so that I feel good and I'm peaceful throughout the day. It was like, oh, I, I really, I forgot that I'm actually doing this for myself. So okay. how do self, how do you feel? Yeah. Um, so that was like such an important and profound moment. And I was like, okay, I, I actually want to do this more throughout the day. Just ask yourself that question. Yeah. How do you feel? No, it's true. And yeah, I feel like, like some, some, in some way you would almost think that's like kind of cheesy to do something like that. You know what I mean? Like to actually like go internal and like ask yourself like how you're doing, but it's, to me, it's just as important as like, just as cheesy as this could sound to to some people just telling people that you love them you know what I mean like we forget to do things like that and yeah. we don't think we need to because you know like they know and like well, I don't need to say it because you know it's already there but like no I think like little things like that like checking in with yourself like really asking yourself how you're feeling telling someone you love them or, or just little things like that that's just an example I think that's so important and you were talking about your partner you know, we're both in relationships and it's true. Like we, uh, me and my partner spend so much time together. I mean, we live together. We spend mostly every day together. Um, and I feel like sometimes, you know, that just becomes so normal mm -hmm. that you do forget to just like have conversation, check in with them. Like even beyond, like, how was your day? You know what I mean? Like, how are you feeling? Like what's going on in your head? And, and, you yeah. know, sometimes, sometimes that's, you know, maybe not what they want to talk about but I think it's good to just like bring that up and, and have that on the table every now and then you know with your loved ones with your partner and again with yourself like you were saying and I think there's something really profound and empowering about giving yourself or giving another the opportunity to um to talk about their emotions but I think what I, what I'm trying to say is like almost emotional labeling, like being able to say, oh, I'm anxious, or I'm really sad, or I'm feeling disempowered, like being able to utilize vocabulary to kind of get to the next layer hmm. um, of what you're feeling, you might be running around and not realizing that you're anxious, or just doing things right. without taking the time to say, okay, like, I'm feeling overwhelmed and just saying yeah. that I'm feeling overwhelmed invites compassion and hearing that from someone else, you know, if your partner says to you, I'm feeling really overwhelmed, I think the pretty natural response is, well, what can I do to help you or mm -hmm. let's process this together? What's so important that needs to get done and what can you take a breather from? So I think there's something right. like so empowering about talking about, you know, what we're going through or allowing another person to, or just self-identifying, you know, yeah. that's what came up to me in my meditation. Like, how are you feeling? And I was like, overwhelmed. And then I was like, so much nicer to myself and like, okay, well today, this is the most important task and you don't need to vacuum the floors and you don't need to X, Y, and Z. And you can ask your partner to make lunch right. for you. You know, I told you I'm like insatiably hungry at this moment, but also in my third trimester, lacking a lot of energy. You right. Know? I'm making these like little snacks that aren't quite filling me up and finally I was just like babe can you just like make lunch can you make potatoes and greens and he was like yeah of course like that sounds great you know that all I had to do was ask but I may right. not acknowledge that right. if I hadn't had that moment to check in I would have just tried to make an entire meal and been frustrated or maybe just like continue to eat cereal all day you know now right. I feel good I feel nourished. I was, you know, empowered enough to ask for what I needed. So totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm not in my third trimester, but I'm always hungry <laughs> and I'm always, I'm always tired. <laughs> I'm always hungry and tired. In, in some ways I can relate to that. No, but totally. Yeah. And, and I agree. It, it's, it's good to, I guess, to vent, you know, to have, to be, to, to have someone available to vent to. But on the other side of that, also just like communication is so important because then you don't want to be like dumping all of this onto your partner or onto right. your loved one because then you're not acknowledging that they also have things going on. They're also, they also could be overwhelmed. They also could be filled right. with anxiety. And this is just my perspective because I, I have, feel like I may have a tendency to do that sometimes. And that's why I think 
communication is just so important. So you can have that balance. You can both be on the same page and it's not always going to be perfect every time. You know what I mean? There are some days where one person is going to take more weight than the other. You know what I mean? It's always like a give and take, which is, which is really good. uh, A great thing about just being in a relationship, but that communication is so, so, so important. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree. Um, How about your friends and family? Like what, what, ways are you checking in with them and how often it seems like because of the pandemic like a lot of us have a lot more time Mm -hmm. I'm finding myself to really want to be in solitude and sometimes a little jolted when when someone calls me or something like that but I also am reminded of like wanting to um connect you know keep the connection strong and and keep myself available um to yeah. maintain these relationships that are so important so how are you checking in with your friends and family what's that looking like for you yeah for me like I, I'm I think of my family first um the first thing that comes to my head is just like I always text my family like I don't want to say every day I would say like every couple of days I'll just send a text being like literally just saying I love you and I miss you right. thinking about you um you know like how are you doing and that's my small way of checking in with them and then obviously like throughout the day I'll just receive texts from family members and I'll send little messages and little notes every now and then I do try to FaceTime with Mal with my sis every every so often because she's got the babies and all that stuff I try to see them as much as I can and and my brother as well um that was Mikey leaving. <laughs> uh, Hold on to that thought and give me 20 seconds to pour this water. And I know that. <laughs> One hour later. <laughs> yeah, okay. pour that water. <laughs> Thank you, Mikey. We need water, everyone. You need Drink water. Drink water all day long. It yes. is the gift of life. We need it. It is. So good. I crack up when I see these commercials with like, there's like a brand that's like just a squirt bottle of flavor. Ew, yes. It's like, like convincing yeah. people to drink water. And I'm like, what's wrong? But like adding stuff to it. It's like water's boring. Add this like blueberry juice to it and spice up your day. No, girl, just drink the water. Yeah. <laughs> drinking water, there's something really wrong with you. Right. I Whenever know. I'm feeling like, like weird or like tired or like anything I have anxiety or anything like that drinking a glass of water really like helps me I don't know it's about you so nourishing. I mean we yeah. are up of water so if you're not rehydrating yourself you're there like I said there's some there's tons of things wrong with you like, yeah <laughs> you feel that good without water yeah water fixes so many things yeah. yeah but yeah checking in with the fam you know those little text messages every now and then they, they really help. And I love, I love staying connected with people. I do have a hard time. Like you said, cause I do, I do enjoy my solitude. I do get in my head. I keep myself busy throughout the day. Yeah. Like every now and then I do have a hard time with, with checking in with the people I love, but I definitely yeah. have, I definitely like make sure that I make that happen, you know, every couple of days, every now and then. So what about you? Um, well, it's like, I feel sometimes like I've, I've had to get myself out of the guilt of like not answering the phone and being okay right. with like, being unavailable, but yeah. like all the things that I'm doing, sometimes I get really hunkered down in work, whether I'm like blogging or like, you know, working artistically yeah. and I don't want to get distracted. Like I'm so easily distracted and I'm so close with my family that like, if I pick up the phone for my sisters, inevitably it's going to be an hour plus phone call. Right, right, right. You know? and sometimes I feel guilty because I'm like, oh, I literally just sat down. I'm finally in this task mm-hmm. and someone's FaceTiming me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, sometimes I have such clarity of thought that I can just say, oh, I'll call you later. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like, I'll just shoot them a quick text message. But there's like that freeze moment where I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? Like the weight of the world is on my shoulders because someone's calling me and I need right. <laughs> you know, like, oh, Khadija, you have goals and you have priorities. Yes. Um, so it sometimes feels hard for me to find that balance. But 
sometimes also I'm like, oh, I'm washing dishes. This is the perfect time where I can enjoy doing this task and talking to someone. Like it'll make it go by so much quicker or, you know, so it's just like checking in. I try and send text messages as much as possible. I find it really endearing to just um, pick up my phone and have like a beautiful text message of someone just sending love, just saying hi with no like obligations of call me or I need to tell you this or, you know, just a simple, hey, I'm thinking of you. I love you. And I'm sending you love and support. I think to me just like means the world. Um, But I try, I do try and like maintain the balance of like, work family relationship especially because I'm on the west coast and I'm a bit farther than we've ever been from everyone and I know the same for you being in Colorado and your family being on the east coast it's just like yeah yeah it's a tough thing but again like something that I think we need to acknowledge and like make an effort um my question for you is like because I had this experience today as I was like calling um a potential doula for the first time and I'm like I was referred to her by someone else I'm like do I need to text her to like let her know that I'm calling her am I just going to you know how does this go back in the day you you, you needed to relay a message you just picked up the phone oh. and called. like you it was fine Ooh. to be surprised like now right. and we have to schedule everything and you know hey girl I'm gonna talk to you on Tuesday right. Hey girl, I'm going to talk to you. You know, like, is it rude to just call people? Is it too yeah. like, abrupt? <laughs> I guess like, yeah, I, I, I was listening to something the other day. I can't remember if it was a podcast or if it was an article. I read something about like this generation is very much like, don't call me, text me yes. first, tell me. And honestly, like with, with, you know, with saying with the times and everything like that, I can, I can relate to that. I get it. I feel like people are much more busy now People have a lot more going on, like physically, mentally, emotionally. It does, it does seem like it's way harder to like get in touch with people. And yeah, I mean, sometimes like I'll look at my phone and some random number is calling me and I'm like, "Uh, what? I'm not not answering that right now. Or those are even, even if like a loved one calls me and I'm just like not in that mind frame, I'll literally be like, oh, I can't do that right now. I'll call them like. Yeah, but like before I would just like, people would just show up at my house or just like knock on the door or just like- (laughs) Make time for them. Right, yeah. She sent me straight to voicemail. It was like, ring, ring. Right. This person is unavailable. I was like, oh, she won't know this number. (laughs) (laughs) Screening calls. No, I think, yeah, I don't know if it's like rude, but I guess I would flip that and say out of respect, nowadays with everything going on in society and how full everyone is nowadays I would definitely say it is more respectful to just give somebody a little notification that you you do want to get in touch with them now I know if if, if you're gonna call me if my sister is gonna call me you know if Mikey's gonna call me obviously I'm gonna pick up you know what I mean unless I'm like so busy that I can't and I'll I'll literally text you and be like I'll call you right back but I understand. I understand. I understand that vibe. There was no hard feelings, but as I was dialing her number, I was like having that hesitant moment, you know, of like, (laughs) do text people now? Like, either way, you're still going to get a random text message from someone else, but at least you can then decide for yourself. Right. You know, like, am I just going to bombard her? Like, hey, (laughs) you know. But I get anxiety, like, when it's like, official like if like my job is calling me randomly I'm like "Uh uh-uh y'all need to warn me like (laughs) or if like the doctor's office like just I mean obviously they're not gonna text me to tell me that they're gonna call me they're just gonna call me but I'll be like can y'all text me first just because but I get overwhelmed with anything official or any authority in life anyway I'm like I need full warning (laughs) give me notice email me the scenario and then (laughs) a time where my mind is prepared to handle exactly or can we just email like do we have to talk on the phone can I just schedule the appointment online (laughs) like so great it's so weird because I yearn for human connection we all do it in one way or another I feel like that's that's the human condition right we we want to be connected but then we're also like socially anxious we we don't want to talk it's so weird It is true. And it's so like, sometimes I feel so bad about it because it will happen even with your friends. Like, I think we just 
that in these routines we're like creatures of habit mm-hmm. and you'd like sometimes I feel like it's more anxious leading up to it than if someone just calls me you know like if I'm yeah. like oh I scheduled to talk to this person on Thursday at 2 p.m then all the way leading up until Thursday at 2 p.m you like <laughs> this event in your mind and it's like it's so informal I'm calling my girl that's just the time where we both could talk but yeah now I that's have to true thing in my head whereas if she just picks up the phone and calls me and I pick up and I'm like hey girl mm. then the conversation flows naturally that's you true because then when you have that schedule it's like then Tuesday morning finally comes and you're like actually girl can we can we do Saturday instead I'm so busy right now <laughs> <laughs> literally busy doing nothing you just would rather not right do that thing so it's just like yeah like how do you maintain connection yeah acknowledging that it is a little bit of an effort and that doesn't mean that it's like a bad thing you know like, like making time for your loved one your family and your friends mm-hmm. um it, it's an effort <laughs> especially yeah. in this isolation but I think that we can maybe like lose some of the anxiety surrounding it. I mean, I'm literally don't want to talk on the phone all day. You know, I right. feel so pleasant. But then at the same time, when like two days go by and like no one's texted me, no one's called me, I've got no emails, no one's like messaged me on Instagram. Right. Yeah. You feel like slightly lonely. Yeah, so you it's feel like, alone. You're like, what the heck? Yeah. Like no one cares about me. <laughs> right. So it's, it's, it's such a, a delicate balance yeah it makes me think of like the instagram culture and like the instant gratification quote unquote and then it it really makes me think that i feel like if you really well maybe not for everybody but for me i feel like if you kind of rip that apart a little bit it just it always takes me back to just like wanting to connect with people just wanting to be acknowledged wanting to know that you're not alone you know what i mean and though we isolate ourselves physically emotionally um, I, I always want to be connected with people. I, I always am like, I'm finding times that I can be alone and in my solitude and by myself. And then the minute I'm there, I'm Instagram. like, what's everybody doing? <laughs> it's because we have this cheap out. We can connect without the commitment. There's yeah. no commitment. Yeah, you can true. pretend you didn't see a post. You can decide what's really piquing your interest. Like mm-hmm. that is that's insane. As much as we want to be left alone, yeah. Or I'm in the room with my loved one. I like right. Band, like badger him all day about like spending time with me he's like trying to make his music and I'm like watch this show Let's right, right. Couch time. and then as soon as he gets to the couch I pick up my phone and I'm like have to like hide it away from myself yeah and that's so, so strange yeah the way we yearn for connection and mm-hmm. the way that we um handle actual connection and interaction yeah it's, <laughs> yeah. it's so interesting yeah yeah it's all yeah it's just like oh my gosh back to the cheesy quotes like live every day like to the fullest kind of vibe I think of that kind of thing and I'm like it obviously I mean yeah like we really like tapped in like beyond 100% of like like what we're capable of and yeah you probably could but it's just so interesting how how much we've been conditioned as people to be so deep in something but avoiding it at the same time without even realizing it and the thing is is like we're in a a, a funny generation I just saw this post the other day where it's like people who were born like between like 87 and like Mm -hmm. 93 we're such a unique generation because have an understanding of like the old times and the way things were uh, and but now we're living like we're like in our prime in this new age so we're right. also like hyper affected by that mm-hmm. but it's just like there were times when we had beepers there was time you know what I'm saying so we were completely isolated but we were always with each other we had like a a, a, a level of trust of like if I'm meeting such and such at the mall at 9 p.m like mm-hmm. we didn't have cell phones we just yeah. got I mean, I don't know why you'd be meeting someone at the mall at 9 p.m. It closes at 9 p.m. Right. But you honored your time commitment. Whereas fast forward to today, 
our favorite thing to do is text and change our plans and like not commitments or, you know, we would want to be around people or want to talk to people on the phone. That was our way of connecting. And now we have this like cheap way of connecting through social media. Um, And all we want to do is be isolated while we're connected on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, we have this unique perspective of, you know, growing up with a certain, um, like growing up with like certain rituals, you know, societal rituals and norms, and then like morphing into this like digital age where some people, this is all they know. You know what I'm saying? Some people have been on Instagram since they were 12. I didn't get on Instagram until I was 24, you know, so social media didn't really hit. I didn't get on Facebook until 2006. And even Mm -hmm. then, I didn't have a computer at home. So I was only checking right. Facebook maybe two or three times a week at the computer lab in UR. Yeah, it was, was like a special home. event, you know, like. It was a special event. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like so accessible. Kids yeah. literally can't live without it, mm-hmm. you know. So as much as we're like connected, we're also like so disconnected. So Yeah, I agree. And also just thinking about like kids, like not being able to live without like social media and just media in general it just makes yeah. me really think like uh, can we just go back to like not allowing social media media in general television movies being like the teachers of our society can we just go back to like boom like we were talking about in the beginning conversation understanding yeah. through like the people around you your environment I'm not saying you can't watch tv and you can't go on instagram but like in, in a perfect world in my head, that wouldn't be the number one source of like learning. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Of information. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now it's a radical act to like be away from those things or like it, it gets super radical when you're like, I'm going to be off Instagram for a week or a month or a year or right. you know, I'm not on social said. media. Um, those right. things are like movement of like self and mm-hmm. this like she's being, going like, off the rails d just taking a week break off of instagram oh she's right. lost it <laughs> right. and it's so crazy that um you know once you do those things like you just realize how much more time and like energy you have um but i'm not advocating for it because i love being on instagram no, but i, I do that's the thing yeah I love like once okay what I realized is like because I did this this fall where I think I went off from like um it was like October to like December I I, like wanted to take a two-month break and um the first like four days it was really hard and then once it wasn't part of my daily thing I just like wasn't thinking about it anymore so it's just so crazy the way you can like change your habits yeah and I think about even some of the like Instagram people that like I follow and admire that have these like fulfilling lives and they're sharing so much of it with us. I think about them and like how much you must be on Instagram to post so much. And I don't mean just like your, your actual posts. I mean like your stories, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's apps now where you can schedule your stories, but it seems to be a pretty like day to day, daily moment to moment thing so I'm just like or maybe they're just getting on posting their stories and they're not spending time scrolling but it's just it's so time consuming yeah you know draining and after we've spent all that time like taking in everyone else's information then we don't have time to like connect with the people that actually really do Mm -hmm. matter in in our close circle so it's like a catch-22 in that way it really is Wow. Yeah. Just thinking about like the ways in which we connect and our um, societal expectations, you know. It's very interesting. You want to take a quick little breaky break? I do. I do. Right. Take a break, y'all. And we'll be right back. Right black. (laughs) Yes. Don't interfere. 
yell on the mic, all gonna beat, that shit ain't fair A world up in flame, who is to blame, who really care? No fucks given, no love lost, ain't shit smitten My heart frost, I ran with no engine, and I be the ghost I pray to myself all right, y'all, we are back. We want to bring to light the recent um, hate crime that happened on the 16th of March. Um, and we want to take a moment of silence for the eight victims that were murdered in Atlanta um, in a shooting, a mass shooting, six of them being Asian women, we just want to take a moment just to send out our love and, and show our respect for their families, for them. Take a moment of silence. No, it's it's unfortunate that this is something that is almost become normal for us in in our society. It's beyond ridiculous that this is happening, but yeah, unfortunately, it's not surprising that something like this is happening. I mean, even just like in that moment of silence, um, I think it's easy for us to recognize that this is a heinous crime. I think it's easy for us to recognize that these things shouldn't be happening and they're horrible and they're horrendous. But even in that moment of silence, I felt on a different level, just the gravity of this situation. You know, it sounds horrible to hear, but the reality is that eight lives were lost many lives were affected. People mm. lost mothers, fathers, mm. brothers, aunts, cousins, loves. Um, and so just closing my eyes and taking a moment to breathe and honor these victims um, just allowed me to kind of reimmerse myself in the weight you know, like you read these stories and you're like, oh my God, that's horrible. You know, I would never do that to anyone. I would never wish those things on anyone. Yeah. But do you really take a moment to check in yeah. with what that means for a whole bunch of people moving forward? Children that have lost their parents, parents that have lost their children, yeah. you know, and the list goes on and on. Like these were human beings that had lives, you know, and had futures and had pasts and had histories and had responsibilities. And so I'm just, I'm horrified. I'm angered. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sick of this gun violence, this white supremacist attitude sick of it. Sick of it. this nation is steeped in. I'm just yeah. beyond myself and just wondering Like, will it end? You know, how will it end? What do we need to continue to do as a country, as a world um, yeah. to, to make these type of situations stop and, and not acceptable? And where are we in society that people seek to take lives, you know? And I know that that's like an individual, that's an individualized thing. You know, mm -hmm. this guy was obviously like, I, I would have to say like sick in the head. And I don't mean that as an excuse or like, oh, he was mentally ill. I mean, like, actually there's something wrong with yeah. you. And where do these notions, I mean, we know where these notions come right. from. No where racism was birthed and steeped. We know, you know, that hate yeah. hatred has been skewed, especially uh, amidst the COVID um, pandemic and global yeah. uh, epidemic. So- It's just really hard to comprehend. It's, it really is hard to comprehend. And I think the thing that's harder as a person of color is just seeing how it's being reflected, seeing that there are press conferences mm -hmm. um, where the murderer's words are being 
spoken yes. before the victims' names, before the honor of those lives slain and how it's just being kind of excused away. You the know, fact that, that yeah, people, anything that that person, that the murderer is even being considered in any yeah. way is just beyond me. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. I don't want to hear his thoughts. I don't want to hear about his bad day. Mm-hmm. You know, I want the same language and and level of, of persecution that goes for people of color that quote unquote yeah. set the line, you know, for black lives that, yeah. or, or black things that are being, um, things that are being projected about, you know, black people, if, if a black man goes and robs someone or a black woman or a person of color, you know, like they are being given the most heinous description, you know, and then we have white people that are murdering people. Yeah. Mass murders and they're being considered. We saw it in the Black Lives Matter protest. There was literally a white kid running around shooting people, killing people in the middle of a protest. People, black people, yeah. allies peace, peacefully protesting. They're the ones who are being harmed. They're yeah. the ones who are being killed. They're the ones who are being arrested. You know, all of this. And someone can just run around shooting people. And if he's white, it's completely, it's treated completely different. We can't, we can't continue to ignore these facts. And I feel like people ignore them. People push them to the side. They see it on the news. They push it to the side. They move on. Like you said, they say, oh, it's horrible. And then they move on and go back to their everyday life without taking into consideration what is actually happening right in front of your face. And this is the thing that I just don't understand. It's unfathomable to me. The injustice is just ridiculous. I don't. Message that's being spread, you know, just by that being the story, just being that, like, that's how the story is going. Like, what are you saying to an entire community of people that are grieving, that are afraid, that are scared? I know exactly what it feels like to seeing one of my own people murdered in the street um, and have to go to work the next day with the weight of that on my shoulders and serving white people and wondering if they care, if if their day has been affected because a police officer murdered an unarmed citizen, you know, if they, if they even feel the, the gravity of that. And for the most part, like people are, are pretty unaffected, yeah. you know? And so it's Absolutely. Like, my heart bleeds and goes out to the Asian community and these victims and their families. Yeah. Because I know the pain and trauma that these acts of violence cause, you know, I know what that feeling is, that burden to walk around for however long and know that you're being targeted simply because of the way you look. And like that to me, just, I don't wish that for another community. You know, I don't wish that for my own community. We're fighting so hard to have this not be a part of our daily lives and to raise the conscious level of society and, and fight for equality and, I think the only thing that we can do now is to stand together and, you know, be allies. And, you know, there's, there's so much backlash in black people standing up for Asian lives. And I, I don't see it. I I mean, I don't agree with it. Um, I agree. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I don't think there's any room for hate. I think that the strength is in us standing together and putting aside our own biases. Also, and, the responsibility can't be thrown on Black people to be allies for, for Asian people or, or anything. It, it, and that's like, the other thing the media is doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, white people need to take responsibility. Uh, whether or not you think that you directly are responsible for something, it doesn't matter. You have to go way deeper than that. You have to understand the conditioning of our society from years, years, years ago. And it's just the way it is. White supremacy is real. It needs to be completely deconstructed in the systems, in our society, in our families, in our inner circles, in our friendships. That's what's running the world. Um, 
that's what's that's what's causing these hate crimes and the the communication needs to be there we we need to talk about it we need to have conversations with people we need to have conversations with kids they need to understand what's going on because what's happening is just like i said before it's being ignored and then that's being transferred down to the younger generations and the younger generations and then they're going to continue to grow up thinking the same exact thing that their parents were thinking not caring not thinking that white supremacy is real not thinking that they're racist or in fact being extremely racist and that being okay and that's that's the problem and you're right i feel like the only answer is to unify to be allies for each other to understand each other um to want to understand each other and i think it starts with an everyday practice it cannot be just when hate crimes are happening it can be when black lives matter protests are happening it can't be just because of the pandemic it has to be in your everyday life it has to just like we were talking about drinking water earlier it has to be just like drinking water unfortunately for people who think that is a problem or an issue or an inconvenience sorry to tell you it it just needs to be like that that's something that you have to think about on a daily basis if it takes you imagining yourself in someone else's position which doesn't take much at all that's what you need to do yeah and i think that like you said like checking your own biases yeah checking the things that you laugh at checking the types of conversations that you're having with people i mean just doing the work to be a more open available and compassionate citizen and human being and um yeah, it's, it's just like so unfortunate. And then just being like sensitive to the people around us. Like I have worked with so many Asian Americans, first yeah. generation, all the way on up, you know, multiple generations of being here. And yeah. my heart breaks thinking about the trauma that they must be suffering now you know, and the trauma that I know is real after seeing your people attacked and after seeing that the government really doesn't care or that not enough is being done to prevent these things. Um, And and knowing that so much of it stems from ignorance and stereotypes and just truly believing that you're a less than human being. So I think that you're absolutely right. It starts with checking in with ourselves, you know, and um, being sensitive to the people around us. Like I said to my boyfriend yesterday, we went to this garden shop and the owner was Asian. And I just wondered what was going through her mind, you know, was there fear that lingered there, you know, and I just went not out of my way because I find myself to be compassionate and kind but wanting to look her in the eye a little bit longer, wanting to see her for the human that she was and just being sensitive, you know? So I think being sensitive to the people around you, like heightening your awareness of what other people are going through and what they're, and and it makes you more compassionate. And I think it also like allows you to feel the rawness of someone else's situation. Um, and, and we got in the car and I, you know, me and my boyfriend talked about it and I just was like, I know what it's like to have someone murdered to, you know, have to go to work the day after nine black people were murdered in a church in Charleston, you know, and go to work and be surrounded by people who may or may not care. People who may share similar sentiments as the person who took these lives and, you know, just really wanting to hold people like in their pain so it's like beyond just the social media activism yeah it's taking a look at yourself and how you can be more loving and you can be more compassionate and how you can make someone's day a bit brighter because they've been seen you know that's so true drake yeah yeah, we really need to do that for each other. Um, more compassion. There, we always talk about just empathy. Sometimes it's hard to really like go beyond yourself and, mm-hmm. and put in that effort. But when you're able to do that, it's really 
it's easy, you know, and, and we talked about it before it's rewarding. In fact, yeah. to, to show compassion for people to, to just acknowledge people. Um, and I think another thing that we can do more proactively is including people that are not like us in our, in, in what we see every day, you know, yeah. like, even if it's on social media, like your feed should not just be whitewashed. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like you should be following every type of person. Like that's the easiest way, as much as we like slandered social media earlier, right. that's the easiest way to reach out and yeah. get to know things that you didn't know and to right. kind of humanize people, to see them in your everyday lives. Like mm -hmm. we take so much from Asian culture, you know what I'm saying? Like, and to not feel the gravity of this situation, to not recognize the humanity in this. It's just like, like I, I mean, and I'm, I'm specifically speaking to white people, but Absolutely. I also know that I'm specifically speaking to black people that are so pro-black that they, they can't make space for other people. Or they're saying, you know, like, when have Asians stood up for us? And there's no truth in that, you know? And I know that there's racial tension between like the Asian and the black communities. And the thing that I've always found to be so profound is that we are linked in so many ways. Like we are historically linked together. Mm -hmm. And in terms of being people of color in America, we are linked together. So we have to look beyond that hate. You know, we have to look beyond our own biases. We have to look beyond the everyday interaction that we may be seeing in our communities um, and really understand that there is a bigger power here working to destroy us and we have to unite against that. But one way that we can easily do that and easily become accessible to one another is through social media. It's just including people recognizing that the person that you work with that that may be Asian or the person that you see every day may be Asian but they're also more than a person and like your stereotypes and your biases like hurt them you know and 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 it's just yeah there's there's so many little things beyond just oh this tragedy happened and I'm going to donate to this organization because I feel bad like yeah get involved by, be, by welcoming these people into your community, getting to know their culture, um, getting to know them as human beings and individuals. So, you know, that, that for me was like the biggest wake up call. You know, I, I've worked with many Asian people from all sorts of Asian descent, Korean, Japanese, Chinese, um, Taiwanese, you know, some of the people that I revere the most are of Asian descent. And I would be remiss right. not to acknowledge that, you know, and they they are part of this community that's been so affected. And I wanna honor those people and as well as the victims, you know, but it's just like, we have to look inside ourselves and, and really begin to include each other and honor each other in, yeah. in, in that way, more than just a hashtag, more than just stop Asian hate. Like, yeah. what are you doing to, include Asian love in your life. Right. And to unify, uh, like we talked about earlier, just unifying on the daily, not making it a moment to unify in tragedy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that for the most part, yeah. I mean, not that for the most part, that's like way too big of a statement. But I think that that opens the doors um, for us to unify as a as 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 a collective, right? Um, and just like really begin to see each other as human beings, yeah. And also understanding how like how much of a stand we take on similar issues, and being able to have awareness and then take that awareness to the polls and mm -hmm. getting the people that are fighting for these same issues that we believe in to be our leaders, you know, like who's standing behind what initiatives, what are these people representing, you know, what bills are being passed. Um, I think, you know, so learning about one another, 
I think enables us to create a community that supports the diversity, that supports the issues that affect so much of us, you know, Um, so many of us. And so, yeah, just like extending that, that curiosity and that knowledge, I think can help grow the collective to like just being in a more conscious place. Absolutely. So there's so much, you know, and I think that we, we get off the hook with like donating or doing a hashtag and, totally. you know, if you can't donate, like that shouldn't be a problem either. It's just like, where, where do these, this wanting uh, for a better world, like what's everyone's part and how, how do we intersect with that? Yeah. Um, so that, that's like been my takeaway aside from just deep in my heart, maintaining a place of um, consciousness and compassion and love. Yeah. Wow. With all of that, we're, we're sending again, love out to the families of the victims and to the friends of the victims and to the entire community and to anyone listening. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Sending so much love to the victims. Yeah, their family, their friends, everyone affected by this tragedy and um, just really wanting justice for this crime, this heinous crime committed and also wanting the stupid police chief who said that this victim was having a bad day to be fired. like. People like that cannot remain in power. Um, And he's racist. We know from his Facebook that got exposed. And so it's beyond just being outraged. Like people like that cannot exist. He's dangerous for the Asian community. He's damn sure dangerous for the black community. And they cannot be in power. Like we we have to get these people out of these powerful positions. In the same way that this violence like sends a message to this, to our communities, like these consequences need to be sending a message to their communities in terms of repercussions for being racist and spewing hate when your job is literally to protect and serve. So it it just disgusts me on a lot of levels and I can really empathize with it and, you know, just encourage everyone to show up, you know, and what does that mean? Like what that that's a personal journey, but for me, it means, um, educating myself and being sensitive and being empathetic and being a voice you know absolutely so yeah so much love and um you know sending light and peace and healing to them to everyone that was affected by these shootings um are you ready to do some rapid fire i am ready i'm gonna take a deep breath you know that this 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 gets us all anxious and sweaty. Oh, jazzy! <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jiggy, I'm ready whenever you are. All right, y'all, here we go. So, dream scenario for 2021. Go. Uh, unity, love, equity, inclusivity light, love. All right, that sounds like pretty attainable. You know, we've, we've got a long road, mm. but I, I feel those things for 2021. What was the best part of your week? Oh, oh. hey, give me a second to think. <laughs> I shouldn't have to think, it should just come right to my head. Um, the best. The best part of my week was, I'm going to say this quietly, but the best part of my week has been putting together a little secret birthday surprise for Mikey. It has been bringing me so much joy. I'm not going to expand on it now because I don't want him to overhear, but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's just been so much fun um, creating this little surprise for him. So that's been the best part of my week. Yeah. And also just like, before we get to question number three, it just kind of touches on um, 
like the expansion of the heart and what it does when you do something for someone else and you know you're going to make them so happy or you are making them so happy so that's a teachable moment Ding. um and question <laughs> numero tres what is your favorite junk food uh, is french fries a junk food I think so. It shouldn't be, but it is. Yeah, because I literally could eat French fries every single day. I'm just, yeah. I just love them. Yeah, when I was in Bali, it was the weirdest thing, but I would get the strongest, strongest cravings I've ever gotten. And now that I'm in America, I like don't get these strict cravings, but I would be like, I need French fries now. There's parts of Bali that's so like, hyper touristy right right um which which was frustrating like a gift and a curse all in one because i could like have all the smoothie bowls and french fries that i want but at the same (laughs) time like knowing that this is colonialism happening in this sacred land So yeah, a lot of places sold French fries and I would be like looking at the menu before I go like as long as they got French fries like Yeah. So yeah, french fries is on the junk food list. Yeah, that is my fave. What do you what do you have with them? Ketchup or barbecue? All of the above. Ketchup, barbecue, and mm. honestly, and I love dipping sauces like honey yeah. mustard, sweet and spicy Ooh. sauce, spicy. like ranch dressing, all of it. Hot sauce. I love it all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, see. Now I want some. <laughs> now I want some french fries. I literally actually just had potatoes before this. Uh, Not like the roasted same. potatoes? Uh, Arca made me breakfast potatoes. <laughs> oh, I love breakfast potatoes. Yeah, they're so, so good. Arca's such wow. a gem. Yeah, so that is the end of Rapid Fire. You made it through. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I just want to just bring you back again, full circle. It's just like, communicate with each other share yeah. with each other tell mm-hmm. people you love them mm-hmm. check in with yourself yeah um learn to or practice loving yourself more and that is going to exude out into the communities into the world to yeah people and that is really going to help us move forward y'all so yeah and check your friends on their biases and let's See. stop the hate all around yeah. Let's stop the hate on Black people. Let's stop the hate on Asian people. Let's, um, you know, check community. In. Yeah. yeah. Let's All check in with the world that we want to build and be super conscious and super vigilant about building that world. Yeah. And, you know, as Mark said, like checking in with yourself, that's where it starts because you have the opportunity to ask yourself, how am I feeling? How do I want to feel? How do I want to be? you know, as a citizen of this world, like, do I want to be making jokes about people and saying hurtful things? Or do I want to be the person that like, doesn't care because I'm not personally affected? Do I want to be the person spewing hate because that's what's been spewed at you? You know, so. And just hate in general, like, we just need to stop hating in general. It's like, If someone is succeeding and someone someone is doing good, if someone is out there doing what they love, even if they're putting it out there for the public to see, that doesn't mean that you have to hate on them. Yeah. It's okay to to feel these emotions every now and then, but either keep it to yourself or try to rid yourself of those feelings yeah. and thoughts. You know what I mean? Because nobody is is really trying to to do anything harmful to you and by by living out their truth. So just you know and that is a fact um well guys thank you so much for tuning in this was a very hard but very much needed episode um and you know thank you driggy for uh your light and just just a wonderful conversation insight thank you for Many- you always always beautiful words beautiful thoughts your heart is always so pure and you always teach me every time we talk so thank you i appreciate you so much absolutely much appreciated um okay Deej is signing off of twig pod so is mark <laughs> All right, love you love you thank love you <laughs>
toro flotante, un toro con cito, un poco con otro, un loco sobrito. Ah, who you talking to? What you talking about? Never 